genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one column-filled minute at a time. (laughs) I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us today is Naomi Wong from Geek by Night. Um, What minute are we covering today? (laughs) Uh, Minute 131, which starts with Gandalf saying uh, a little more light and raising his staff to reveal the Great Hall of Moria, and ends with Gimli kneeling in front of a sarcophagus. Yes. And being very sad. Yes. Uh, I love the Moria Great Hall reveal. Mm. It's, there's something about it that's just, out of all the big fantastic things in these movies, something about the Moria reveal really just kind of encapsulates fantasy for me. Yeah. I don't really know how to explain it. There's just something about the Moria reveal that always just feels like so right. I think it's the scale of it. Um, because it just goes on forever and it's so, it's such like a, cause you know, you've, they've been trudging through this deep underground cave basically for For the past day or so at least. Yeah. And there's this moment of like grandeur in the midst of all the, the gross, I think. Yeah. Maybe that's what, I don't know. I really love the music cue. Yes. The like it starts uh last minute when um Gandalf's walking up the stairs, but like when it swells with the reveal, oh yeah. it's so it good. builds as the light kind of spreads. Mm-hmm. It's really, really beautiful. Man. That might be my favorite music cue in this aside from like concerning hobbits. <laughs> and yeah. the fellowship. Concerning hobbits <laughs> is definitely my favorite in, in fellowship. But yeah, th- this moment is such like iconic fantasy for me. Mm-hmm. It really, especially like watching it alone, watching just like these these like five minutes for this week. There's just something about this that I can't describe. It really just like hits home for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's super classic like D and D, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it is really cool how it goes on forever because this is. This is like a really fairly small miniature that's mm-hmm. then like digitally extended and repeated. Yeah. Like into infinity. Right. It looks almost like a, like a hall of mirrors. Yeah. And you can kind of tell that they're on a blue screen when you the camera kind of pans around and you're looking at them from the front. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, this, this illusion really works. I love it. Yeah. It's super good. It is. And it's straight out of an Alan Lee painting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wasn't there um, that story you were telling me? Uh, they talk about it in the commentary. How Fran bought the original um, Alan Lee painting off of Alan Lee and like gave it to um, Peter Jackson as a surprise birthday present. Yeah. That's so. That's so cute. It is. <laughs> it's very cute. Stuff like that, I think, is so cool. Yeah. Also, I bet that original painting is beautiful. Well, yeah. I don't think I've actually seen the original art. Like the the painting that the scene is based off of. 
I'm not I'm not 100% sure, but I think it's the art they put on the extended edition DVD inside of Moria. Oh, I thought that was just like a stylized scene from the movie. No, I think it's I think that that is an Alan Lee painting. Oh. Inside the extended edition folds. Um, let me see. I don't know. I'll look for it. Yeah, that's it right there. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that's cool. That was easy. You learn something new every day. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Yeah. Um. So, we're gonna get into some really heavy, like Moria stuff this week. Yeah. Um But, uh, Naomi. Yes. Since you've been uh quiet, how about you? Um, tell us a little bit about your experience with Lord of the Rings, like your background. Um, be it the books or the movies and like how you got into, um, like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Right. History. Right. Yes. That's a thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I actually, interestingly, I used to read the Hobbit over and over again since I was about eight. Um, Mm -hmm. I had like a, a modern classics edition with a really sweet like cover and it's worn out and old and whatnot but it took me literal years to get into actually the lord of the rings like my brother was more into it than i was i didn't think i got into it until um it was after two towers had come out and before return of the king because my brother had the extended Mm. editions and i watched his editions and then they became mine (laughs) (laughs) just like took those over I think I watched more of it than he did. Like he liked the movies, but he never actually got into everything about it. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how else to say about that, except that I just yeah, kind of read it a lot. <laughs> I read it and then I watched it and then I watched the. It was the extended edition all the way through, followed by the cast commentary, followed by like director's commentary, and just a lot of time yeah. before yeah. and after school. And I remember digging through all the set photos at one point on the DVDs, <laughs> of which there are many. Yes. I just like, I just really like all their stories about what happened on set and like the idea that Sean Bean just hiked up a mountain to avoid being inside a helicopter just really speaks yeah. to me. <laughs> me too, as someone who is absolutely terrified of heights. I don't think I would ever want to get in a helicopter. It's not going to crash. Maybe. You don't know the that. Knows. <laughs> exactly. Like, you don't know that. They do. It does. Things do crash sometimes. And they're yeah. usually still trained pilots behind the controls. <laughs> I just imagine there being so much more turbulence inside of a helicopter. Yeah. No. The, the, I would just be like freaking. Yeah. I've got like the duality of man where I think on the one hand, I would love to be hanging out of a helicopter screaming into the void but also like if i did i might die (laughs) that's the human condition right there (laughs) oh my god (laughs) that's really funny so i very much sympathize with sean bean and his dislike of helicopters (laughs) i don't know i i'm afraid of heights but i also have to like have faith because otherwise I would never go anywhere in an airplane. That's fair. <laughs> I'm fine with flying in an airplane now. 
after doing it a few times in a couple of years. Yeah. But uh, I, helicopters, I think that's a big step. <laughs> With airplanes, I think I've never, re I've got used to it, but I'm always still sort of gripping the sides. Well, not gripping the sides, but I go to sleep to as a self-defense mechanism if there's turbulence. Mm -hmm. But I've flown literally probably three or four times every year since I was about five or six. That's like 20 years yeah. worth of just constant flights, but it's still terrifying. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to get used to landing. Landing is the thing that freaks me out the most. Yeah, mm. landing's pretty bad. It's not knowing when That's the wheel's going to hit. Ooh. Yeah, it's that, that initial jump when the landing starts is the thing that gets me. It's like a microcosm of a Hitchcock movie is landing an airplane. Right. <laughs> Suspense. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, no. The Lord of the Rings, though. Um. Right. Lord of the Rings, though. Not our own personal demons. <laughs> I love, I love that there's, there's, I don't know if you guys have seen over in the States, the um, Red Nose Day is just becoming a thing over there now, right? Um, I think so. Um, like we, we um, I don't know if there's like a Red Nose Day special like they do in the UK, but I've seen, like, since I'm into Doctor Who, I will like go out of my way and watch the, the Red hmm. Nose Day stuff they do. Yeah, because they they used to be um, French and Saunders are like a comedic two comedians like mm -hmm. Dawn French and Jennifer Saunders, and for years every Red Nose Day they would basically do a big old movie uh parody thing one year they did a harry potter um and one year they did lord of the rings and this scene particularly always i always remember moria well actually it's probably more the bridge of casatum but the mm -hmm. way that they did it because they had they 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 do really low budget versions of movies and it sort of cut between people running and like them visibly shoving ants into a miniature model <laughs> if if you get the chance just look up french and saunders lord of the rings red nose day and you won't be disappointed i assure That's you amazing. is that like this is that like the same sort of thing as like that rowan atkinson doctor who parody um, that was for red nose day i too, think right? i think so yeah yeah no that's that's sounding about right because <laughs> i love that so <laughs> yeah no british humor we like to yeah <laughs> <laughs> what is this Samoria France one of my favorite TV shows is a British comedy so I love Red Dwarf yeah. Red Dwarf yeah. like Gimli oh. <laughs> a little red haired dwarf I love the way Gimli runs I know he mm. just kind of toddles he like trot 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 like <laughs> how else is he going to run with all that armor I know I mean that's I'm pretty sure that's the scale double right, doing the right. running but I mean, it has to be, but I just love, I don't know. It's so I like funny. the way his little bedroll is bouncing. Yeah. <laughs> and how Gandalf shouts like a kid just tried to run off. Right. Gimli, no. Get back here. I'm going to turn this car around. Leash dwarf. Like leash children. Right. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave you here in this mine. Oh. I mean, he's the one that wanted to come. I mean, Gandalf is kind of like a severe father. Yeah. Are we there yet? No. <laughs> I said it was four days. <laughs> I can't. 
That's mind-boggling to me, too, when I think about the scale of Moria and that it's a four-day journey through it. Oh, I'd go crazy. The long dark. No. Just such a, just a creepy way to describe Moria. Yeah. I well, don't even I mean walking like an hour and a half to get somewhere. <laughs> Four days backpacking in heavy armor. In just yeah. a giant room. Like, why? Well, there's all those weird windy mine caves as well. Which is worse. Which is worse because <laughs> there's no railing. Right. There's Dwarves no railing. Dwarves have no fear. Uh, there's like dead bodies everywhere. Yeah. I mean, they've got a really low center of gravity, so I suppose they're, like, it's easier to balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're going to, we talk about it before this as well, but they also changed some of the scale in Moria, so the stairs weren't as dangerous. Mm. So it's not actually dwarf scale. Yeah, that could be what it, awkward. Dwarf scale would be smaller, though, right? It would be, like, three, a little under three quarter, not quite half. Yeah. As far as, like, the scale for everything. How is that dangerous? The stairs at dwarf scale were way too dangerous for normal-sized people to walk on. Really? Yeah. Because they were just... I don't understand how that would be dangerous. Yeah. They talk about it some, like, when they talk about the scale of Moria. That they had to change the scale some so the stairs weren't so dangerous. Because when I think of dangerous... So what they did to make them feel different scale is they just made them steeper instead of actually doing them at the smaller scale, because then people's feet would be too big for the steps. Oh. Okay. I'm thinking, like, the so, height of the stair. So, like, like, for Gandalf walking around in a robe right. on stairs <laughs> that are too small for his feet. Okay, that makes more sense. I was thinking the height of it, because you know how in those, um, like, all the, the old New England-style, like, farmhouses with the uh-huh. absurd stairs that yeah. are like too tall for like normal people i don't know like <laughs> yeah my parents old house had stairs yeah like i was that. thinking of stuff like that they were like like 12 inch stairs so like, always... it's like a footstep each one yeah no it's absurd it's like giants live there i think cool. small steps that are steeper are way worse personally mm. definitely i don't know but i also so really hate really long steps that are really really shallow yeah, so I can never get the rhythm right with my feet. I'm like, I want to do one step with one foot, but then they're too w- wide. <laughs> yeah, like in um, like public parks or whatever, like yeah. you know, leading up to a fountain, it's always oh, the where really it's like long... the big patio stones yeah. instead of like steps. Yeah, we're way off track. Get that nonsense <laughs> out of here. <laughs> Not much happens in this minute. This is mostly just like the Moria reveal. Yeah, which is beautiful uh you can also kind of hear the the choir behind the music here oh i was going to talk about the long dark because you brought it up because moria literally means black chasm yeah so it's appropriate it's the long dark of moria so the long dark of the black pit so saying the long dark of moria is gandalf being like i'm translating the word moria for you yeah (laughs) like your pin number like right redundancy i need to go to the atm machine like yes. you know <laughs> right all that sort of stuff yeah he's yeah. just showing off that he can speak the language like, i know what that yeah. means guys i'll translate it for you it's like a first year spanish student okay. like <laughs> hola hello <laughs> oh man 
I don't know if I have any other notes. I just love the music, so I wanted to talk about the music. Uh, yeah, I guess the uh, the only other real note here is that that choir is a Maori Samoan choir singing in Dwarvish. That's awesome. Which I think is really cool. It's more prevalent in the the action yeah. actiony bits, and it swells more for the the Balrog as well. It's yeah, the same yeah. choir, which so is pretty cool. cool. Which Peter describes as supposed to be being like the voices of hell. So. Oh my god. Right. <laughs> That's so dark. That's so hard. Well, I mean, it's the Balrog. No, I know, but like, I mean, it's Satan, I guess. Yeah. Tolkien Satan. Right. Not really, though. It's just but... a fallen. Well, I guess Satan's a fallen. Never mind. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're cycling <laughs> back around here. Oh, man. There's more to talk about next day. Yeah, so, there's a little more to talk about tomorrow. Um, Did you have anything else now? <laughs> We're professionals, I swear. <laughs> no, I pretty much was like cool hall, nice light for this minute. To oh be yeah, honest. yeah. There's a there's a note about the lighting here too. Actually, oh, I, yeah. I almost forgot. So you can see kind of like shafts of light coming down into the great hall in places, mm -hmm. which is not how Tolkien described it. But they made those just as an excuse for having because they needed to light the set, right? So they needed to put something in the set where the lighting would make sense. Mm -hmm. So that's where the shafts of light outside of the tomb come from. That's why they're there. So they have a lighting excuse. <laughs> well, you got to breathe somehow. Yeah. 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 Well, I, like I mean, a, a big enough chasm with like open on two ends will be filled with air. Oh, that's true. It's stale though. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that they do have a reason for the light. I'd always hate when there's films and you're like, but why are they so clear? There's literally no light source. How are they yeah. doing this? <laughs> right. Or a match doesn't make that much light. Oh, right. <laughs> there's a um if you ever seen there's a movie called Nativity. Mm -mm. And mm. it's it's about like a primary school putting on a nativity show and it's super dramatic and blah blah blah. Oh my Martin, God. Freeman. Martin Freeman and he writes songs, it's hilarious. Um but they have this part like the power goes out and then they light it just with candles, but they obviously have like at least eight LEDs on those children. <laughs> and like some of them are blue. Like they're all holding candles, but how? <laughs> but there's blue light. That's so yeah. funny. And like they're, they've got no electrics and the kids don't seem to be mic'd up, but everyone in an, like an abandoned, half dilapidated cathedral can hear every word they sing, but they're like six and they're not projecting. Like I love the movie, but it drives me nuts. That's funny. That sounds really entertaining. It does, actually. <laughs> it does. It's a new Christmas tradition. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, Naomi. You're welcome. <laughs> you can find us on duelinggenre.com, and you should support us on Patreon if you like what you hear. Or like what you hear. Our weekend edition is up and running now. Mm -hmm. Second Breakfast, which is Patreon exclusive. Yeah. We talk about movies the actors are in. We're going to start talking about other... Uh, material from the oh my god whenever books. we get to the hobbit we should watch nativity for martin freeman we should <laughs> you are correct nice i'm gonna write that down as <laughs> always a special thanks to our patreon associate producers leaper 182 and ed foster i hope everyone has a great monday and we'll see you all tomorrow